he's wasted it all. His face is a photograph burned in my mind, but I pretend not to see him for the 21st time. Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I am truly glad that you are out there. I have with me today a good friend and a person that has worked with me for the last eight years. Her name is Eileen Trussell, and she is not only, she started my executive assistant, she's the office manager, she's the development director, she's all those things, and she does a wonderful job. I'm not just saying that because she's sitting here in front of me, and and I'm frightened of her, but (laughs) no, I'm not. But uh, she truly does a wonderful job, and what we have in front of us, and I want to talk a little bit today about the year-end review that we send out to all of you, and if you haven't got one, you can certainly email us or call us, and we'll send one out to, to you guys, and it just it basically tells you all the things that we that have been accomplished and what we hope to accomplish in the coming year. So one of the things I would like to start off, though, is that we need to pray every day as believers. For those of you that are out there, you've heard myself and many other pastors, I'm sure, say that you need to be on your knees and in your word every single day. And the reason for that is the minute we let up The minute we take our eyes off of Christ, then we open ourselves up for a stumbling block. We start to compromise a little bit here and a little bit there. And before long, full compromise happens. We just lost a guy off the program because he was doing well. He was functioning well, energetic and all those things. But he didn't stop to read some of the signs we have like, the enemy of recovery or old places, old habits, and old friends. And he went out on the street, you know, on his day off, and he was out there and he he wound up using a narcotic. And of course, we had to put him off the program for that. But it made me think about our lives too as believers. We compromise sometimes too, don't we? In little things, a little compromise here, a little bit, And before long, we find ourselves in a place that we ought not be. And so if you're out there today and you're tired and you feel like, I just want to let my guard down a little bit. I just, yeah, I want to relax a little bit. Still in that relaxation, don't take your eyes off of Christ. Stay on your knees, in your word, in your churches and faithful because The moment you start to drift away, the old song says, Oh, Lord, I'm prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. That's why God warned Solomon, don't don't bring foreign women in who bring in foreign gods. But he did. And it had a devastating effect on him. So if you're out there today, you're down, you feel like you're out, remember that your strength comes from the Lord, and this is not the time to start compromising or to start feeling sorry for yourself. Now, be in your church and with your friends and have those that walk with Christ pray for you 
hold on to you and and support you. We are fortunate at the Union Gospel Mission that the the staff have become friends and colleagues and supporters and they're believers and they pray for each other, they care for each other and and so we can draw from that support. If you don't have that at your job or your place, uh, you know, just remember that you still can find a healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church, get involved with Bible studies and interact with other believers. And I think that your life will truly be different. So, Eileen, how are you today? Wonderful. Thank you. So, we have before us just a wonderful-looking piece of paper here. (laughs) And this is our what? Well, it's our year in review for the year 2018, just giving some highlights of uh, what some of the accomplishments and uh, testimonies and great stories uh, about the mission. Did it take you a while to put this together? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What seems simple on the surface is usually not. And so there's a, a lot of people that were involved in putting this together, but Eileen was the one that that directed everything to get together and then finally put it together in a cogent manner so we can highlight it. And trust me, this doesn't tell us everything we did, does it? Oh, not at all. Okay. Yep. Well, so so what is one of the things that stood out the most to you while you were putting this together? Oh, that's not a fair question. (laughs) Well, give me one of the things that stood out to you. Uh, That for the year of 2018, we served 110,700 meals to men, women, and children. That's a pretty impressive number. Yep, it is an impressive number. And when you couple that with all the food boxes, 3,146 food boxes that were given out, and those are given out to either working poor, elderly, or someone who has a residence, you know, they have an apartment, a trailer, a house, whatever the case might be, those food boxes go to those people that really, they don't have enough wherewithal sometimes to make it to the end of the month and still have stuff to eat, correct? Oh, yeah. We've learned that seniors sometimes um, with the very low income, Social Security, that uh, money, retirement that they're living on, Sometimes the prescriptions are so expensive, they sometimes choose that over eating a meal. Mm-hmm. And, and that does happen. <clears throat> Some people have asked, well, do you, give, do you give things out to the folks on the street? As far as food and things go, no, we, we have meals for them every night. We do, and breakfast. And, and breakfast for those that stay with us. <clears throat> we don't put anything out on the street because we don't want the wrappers and all that kind of stuff to be thrown around. Besides, one of the things about having a nightly meal is that to have the people come in, they get the food, they get the sleeping quarters, they can take showers, they can do those things. But we want them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, correct? Amen. So what part is... is, is Well, while we're talking about meals... I did have fun interviewing our kitchen supervisor, Tim Trenum, uh, something we've never done before. And I wrote a little blog about the life in the day of the UGM kitchen. (laughs) And and to my amazement, 
first of all, we always see him working in the kitchen or busy um, outside meeting donors and um, interacting with other folks um, in the community to get our food. Um, and uh, so I put a schedule together asking him, okay, what day, what time do you start your day? 5 a.m. By the time I got through with him, the last time the kitchen finally closes is at 10 p.m. Put those hours together. That's 17 hours a day that kitchen is operating. That's pretty impressive. Well, it is impressive because we think of it in increments of meals. Hey, there's a breakfast. Hey, there's a lunch. Hey, there's a dinner. But we don't realize that there really is no break between breakfast and lunch, lunch and dinner. There is as far as the serving of the meal, but the preparation for that goes on all day long. And it's not just the preparing of the food. It is the administration of the donation of the food that comes in, correct? Absolutely, yes. And the organization. Inventory, keeping up with inventory. And, you know, we we can serve up to 150 people for dinner every night. Uh, I have panic attacks when I have to serve 25 people. (laughs) (laughs) So he's doing that on a nightly basis. And. But then also the cleanup work, you know, and, and preparation for the, the plates and utensils and condiments, whatever we can get. And, 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 not, and then he makes a, a well-balanced, nutritious meal. Oh, yeah. It's for, not a soup kitchen. No. Um, salads and vegetables with the, you know, good meat, uh, mm-hmm. chicken, you know, uh, with then uh, he's got, by the way, the best beans in town. <laughs> they are good, actually. And believe it or not, most people don't realize it, but folks that are living out on the street, they really love those beans. Yeah. They really do. It's one of their favorite meals. It is even, mine. <laughs> even with our guys, and, and, the mea- and the beans are good. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I don't know if everybody has ever thought about it in this vein, but If you're the chef at a restaurant having to prepare a lot of meals, you have your inventory that you have gone out shop for, that you you order, whatever the case is, so you can plan out for a whole month what you're going to do on any given day and what you need to do that, correct? Here's the difference. We don't know what we're going to be getting, and so Tim can't plan out a great big uh, menu because right. he never knows exactly what kind of food he's going to get. Is he going to get? And trust me, we get re, we have donors uh, that are you know that are stores that are entities. They're not just all private people, but we will get sometimes an amazing amount of food. We can't judge how much or when, what kind. <laughs> right. So he has to play it pretty much. Day by day, right? Yeah, with a very large walk-in refrigerator and a walk-in freezer, making sure the food is uh, is moving, rotated, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't spoil, uh, because a lot of the food is close to expiration. So, I mean, there is so much involved with that kitchen, and and I give out a good shout-out to Tim for the great work he does there. Yeah, and, and trust me, uh, nobody gets any food that's served that's got an expired date on it. Like Eileen said, some of it is close to expiration when we get it from a grocery store or whatever. 
And so then Tim has to adjust and say, okay, this is, you know, got a couple of days left before it expires. And that's the sell by date, not that it's bad by that date. That sale by date. So he says, okay, I've got something over here that came in, but it's it's a little newer. So let's replan our menu and do this. So that can be a challenge all in in and of itself, can it not? Absolutely. And you can imagine, not today, but every day, he has to kind of do that balancing act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even to the point of knowing what your inventory is, when you have a walk-in, fr- listen, I have a chest freezer at home, <laughs> and that's a mistake because I never know what's in there. <laughs> at know? least, for sure, not at the bottom. Yeah, huh? at the bottom, correct. <laughs> and so now he has a big walk-in freezer and he has to know what's everywhere. It all has to be in order so that he can put his hands on it and that it doesn't go to waste and doesn't wind up being stuck in a corner for two mm-hmm. years in the freezer because we can't use it after it's right. that old. And again, the continuation of giving out food all the time to not only the meals that are served at the mission, but to the poor families, seniors who who need those food boxes. Uh, it's just a constant flow that's happening there at the kitchen. Now, and there's a really nice picture of, of Tim Trenum. You know, I got to tell you, somebody came in and they said, oh, and we understand that you you work in the kitchen and everything. And I, I thought, yeah, it's a different Tim, but thanks for the compliment. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't handle all that. I probably couldn't handle the kitchen all by itself. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, the picture shows with him and, and the turkeys. Uh, like for Thanksgiving Day, I believe he prepared 22 per- turkeys, right? Yeah, we don't have a big enough oven to do that all at one time. <laughs> yeah. So it had to be kind of, he had to keep doing it all day. If you ever come in and look at our kitchen, it is spick and span. Yes. And matter of fact... He also received a huge award this year um, from the Food and Safety of Excellence Award um, the, from the government, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is very, it's very hard to receive this kind of award because, you know, we, we have to, you know, perform based on uh, health and safety code. And, you know, they come along and they're going to bring out their bulletin board, and and they they always find something, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what their job is. Um, but he got an award this past year, and you know, congratulations to Tim for that. You know, uh, that's really true. And what uh, Eileen had written there is, it's pretty incredible when a rescue mission gets an award like this. Our kitchen is running 365 days a year, 17 hours a day and providing 9,225 meals per month. Our kitchen supervisor, Tim Trenum, it says here intern Willie Magana, but Willie is actually an employee now. Yeah. And there's a picture of that young man on the picture right below that. If you've got the newsletter, you can look right down there and where it says food and care for uh, to the homeless and for the poor, you can see a picture of Willie. He's in a red shirt there. And this is an incredible young man, too. Oh, absolutely. And that's the other part of the kitchen that we didn't mention, that we have men in the recovery program that are assigned jobs 
while they're there to get sobriety, classroom training, the one-on-one counseling, but they have jobs. And so Tim also mentors these men. And there are men who are now learning the integrity of work because it is very hard work working in the kitchen. And also what great life skills, culinary skills. Uh, I know we had some men that continued into a career of working in restaurants and such. Yes, as that's a result. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so there, there's another aspect. Pretty cool. Well, <clears throat> you know, and along with Tim, Willie, I, I very seldom hire anybody from the program because, first of all, we just don't have a lot of openings that ever come along. And the other part is I like to get the guys out there working someplace And if they want to apply for a position later, that's okay, and that's good. But I'd like them to get experience being back out in the world when they're working for a while. One of the exceptions to that rule is that young man, Willie Magana, that we talked about. He's wonderful. He went through the program. He's got such a good, kind heart, Mm -hmm. and he really cares about the guys. He prays with them. He goes to Bible studies with them. He just, he really loves the guys. He yeah. loves his family, his little daughter, who's had to go through just horrible amount of operations to straighten her legs and yeah. and to cut tendons because she was born with cere- uh, cerebral palsy. And so there's just been a litany of things that she's has to, had to gone through. And she is just, she is always excited for the next thing that comes along. And Willie is a loving father and and wants to make up for the time that he was out there on the street not being a good father. But when you get a chance, if you get to meet Tim or you get to meet Willie, I think you'll be impressed by the both of them. I wholeheartedly agree. So so he's no longer an intern. He was an intern with us for a while, and then I hired him onto the program or to as as an employee at the mission. So he's Tim's assistant now. And he does a great job. He does. So, and you, you, you'd like Willie. So I see, you know, when I'm looking at these things, there's more to the mission than just the kitchen, though. No, that's true. I see a bearded guy over here, <laughs> other than me. And he was employee of the year, right? He was. Yes. Nice. And, you know, he's been with us for a long time. David Lytle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. David is just a wonderful man, and uh, he graduated in 2002, and what a testimony he has. Yeah. You had him on the radio program, didn't you? I did. I just had him on a few weeks ago. Right. Well, actually, it was. Dece- it feels like a few weeks ago, but it was already on December 3rd, and if you go to our website, ugmsac.com, you can actually listen to his uh, story. Yeah, it's and it's a great story, and he did a great job. He uh, He's our maintenance guy. He works hard at the mission. You know, you always find him busy and, and doing all those things, and so he's an honest and a trustworthy guy. You know what? Regardless of where the people come from, uh, their character has been changed forever from who they once were. He was just telling us on the radio, and he was just talking about it the other day, where where they gave him only a couple of years to live, and that was 15 years ago. Mm, right. <laughs> well, well, you know, God has the number of days that you have on this earth, and it's his decision, and 
He picks that time. And so David stopped drinking, stopped smoking, stopped doing all the things he did. And and God slowly gave him back the years the locust has, has eaten. And yeah. so he is a totally different person than he once was. And as far as I can tell, he's still pretty healthy. He doesn't ever take any time off. No, when we talk about eating, he's always into eating very healthy and but I like how when we were talking about what to write about him, we didn't have a lot of room, but um, I liked what you said in that he definitely always places others above himself. He does. He does. He he is. Uh, he's just an all around good guy. And when you see the picture of him, he's got a white beard and all that kind of stuff. But truthfully, you need to meet the guy, too. Right. He's kind of quiet and standoffish sometimes. When you get him going, he'll go for a while. <laughs> but, but definitely, I would trust him with anything because he's honest to a T. Yes, he's gentle. And that is one of the most endearing qualities I think sometimes a person can have. There's no guile in him. Right. He's not trying to put up a false front, make you think he's something he's not. He, that's not who David is. Right. So, yeah, it. He's a good guy. He does all our maintenance at the mission, which is constant. With well, it's a one-acre property, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and you a get lot people of buildings tear things down. Yes, right. The showers, you know, they're constantly going six days a week, right? Yeah, and and you know, not everybody that we do things for appreciates what we do either, <laughs> and so sometimes we get vandalism and. Everything's running all the time, and so things break down. Right. We've got about two minutes, and so we're gonna. I'm gonna need to have you on the next show as well because we're not even. We haven't begun to <laughs> get through this. Anything that stands out to you that you'd like to say to the people, uh, you want to? Yes, and that is to thank our donors because and you need some volunteers coming up. Oh yes, real quickly. All right, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, February 7th and 8th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Matter of fact, Matt Bijou from The Fish is going to be with us, and he's also putting the word out to come and help us stuff envelopes. All right. So please um, contact us, call us, and uh, join us. Whatever hours you can put in, we would love your help. Great. What are they stuffing in those envelopes? These year in reviews. Oh, all right. With good. our charitable statements. So, yes. <laughs> all right. It's always good to know what you're stuffing in an envelope, right? So we just got a, mo a one minute left, and, and I've got to thank Eileen for all the hard work that she did here. I, I appreciate her coming down to the radio station. Uh, she's always busy down there. Uh, so Thank you. And... Uh, your mom just got back from Germany, so that's uh, that's yeah. something that uh, that you're probably looking forward to. You haven't seen your mom since she got back, have you? Nope. All right. <laughs> and so we're going to have her on next week, but always. My I, mom? I, no. no. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have playing. her mom. <laughs> and, uh, but as always, we really want you guys uh, to understand how grateful we are to all the years that you have supported us in everything that we have done. Uh, financially and spiritually. And so as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. I pretend not to see him for the 21st time.